Welcome to the HR Empowerment Podcast, where we will uncover strategies and new insights from HR professionals who discuss up-to-date regulations, best practices, and the most pressing topics like diversity and equity, leadership, dealing with difficult situations, and much more that affect your bottom line and business. Thanks for joining us. Hey everybody, Wendy Sellers here, the HR lady. We're back talking about connecting business practices to the employee experience. Today we have with us a super awesome guest, Michelle Griffin. Hey, Michelle. Hi, thank you for having me back. Yeah, thank you. I know we had to reschedule this due to many different things. Uh, life has just been insane. You and I are both HR consultants of multiple businesses, uh, all different sizes. And I don't know about you, but not one day is ever the same for me. <laughs> no. And I would say that I would say the same is for any HR professional, even if you are, uh, you know, on the payroll of one company, you never know what's going to be walking through your doors. What I want to talk about to help these HR people or people with the HR hat on, right? is going above even the internal marketing part of saying, hey, rah, rah, we're great. But let's really say you started talking about it and then JC mentioned about company values and, and let's make sure that we're hiring candidates that match our company values. And then you wouldn't maybe need Michelle or I to fix all the problems. <laughs> what are your thoughts? Yeah. and. It's definitely important because there's a lot of research that's being done on millennials and now the the next generation and Gen Zers coming in about how they're specifically looking for companies that align with their values and they will leave if they don't. Um, so it's very costly from a um, from a turnover perspective and even retaining talent for business purposes when you either don't have values, you haven't defined your values, uh, or, you know, you just, you're changing or shifting or pivoting and you're not redefining them at that point either. And obviously the world is moving really fast paced, especially when it comes to technology and working remote. And, you know, now we're living the new norm. Everyone was talking about two, three years ago when we all went remote uh, due to COVID. So, you know, people and companies haven't really redefined what that looks like to them other than to, you know, start to say they really want work-life balance. They got a taste of that when they got to be home with their families and, and now, you know, asking to go all the way back to work versus working remote or, you know, having that flexibility to be with their children when they were missing those milestones. And now they, you know, aren't willing to sacrifice that anymore. Um, right. So personal values and aligning those with the company values is extraordinarily important, but also just being companies need to be human when it comes to treating their employees uh, and you know, actually seeing them for people and the purpose of them and what they're going to bring to the company when they bring those values and and that purpose with them to the organization because individuals are going to change and mold what those values might look like over time, the bigger you get or the more you get. So the value structure of the leadership team might not be the value structure of the entire organization when you look at it as a whole. Um, right. So those are some of the things that are really, really important to make sure that there's like-minded people that are aligning with the organization. And then there's ways to set up assessments for that. And people will ask, you know, to people to take questionnaires and things like that so that they can try to assess if they're going to be a good fit for the organization from a culture perspective as well as like for a 
you know, job performance perspective. Yeah. And, and I would like to say, and I think you probably have a lot more to say on this, Michelle, is, you know, making sure if you are doing any kind of surveys or assessments uh, for, and I hate this word, cultural fit, mm-hmm. um, you know, that these assessments are valid and reliable, right? So don't just be whipping up an assessment yourself on a Google mm-hmm. sheet and saying, oh, this is what I'm going to start assessing these candidates on. And, and you're going to get yourself in some hot discriminatory water there, right? Yeah, I was going to say legally, yeah, both legally and ethically, you can't, you shouldn't. And yeah, <laughs> there's definitely um, rules and regulations about making sure that the assessments are valid and fair and and necessary. Um, and, you know, and but yeah, from even from a research perspective, uh, the word valid and reliable have very specific scientific meanings. And uh, there are um, professionals out there that can customize those and to make those specifically for organizations. So you don't have to really go it alone or even find something that's going to be like, what about my specific culture? There's ways there's to, to make valid measurements for yourself if you needed to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's no, a very, very good point. Yeah. So folks that are listening, if you're like, yeah, I do this assessment and um, actually JC and I were just chatting about it before this session, we were getting ready here is just talking about, you know, I, I, uh, I get clients once in a while, like, oh, I hire people off a gut instinct and I just like cringe and want to crawl under a table. And I'm like, no, 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 please. Can you explain what that means? Can you give me the tools? They're like, oh, we don't have tools. We just kind of high five or we don't. I'm like, okay, you're not my client anymore. <laughs> but I, I really try to teach them like, hey, you're mm-hmm. probably being biased and discriminatory and you don't even know it. That's why it's called unconscious bias. So mm-hmm. folks, please don't go it alone. Call an expert, call Michelle. Don't call me for that because that's not my <laughs> cup of tea. Um, you can call Michelle and you know we'll make sure you, you she gives her contact information at the end um, of our uh, five session series on this topic. Uh, going back a little bit to the to values though, they're usually behavioral words, right? They're usually words that um, you can put into conversations and then you can actually call out people for their bad behavior and you could point to the value sheet that's on your wall, on your website. And I even make sure that my clients use all those values and ask those questions related to behaviors in, in interviews so that you don't hire the wrong cultural fit which again, hate that word, but <laughs> we know what it usually is a negative connotation, right? <laughs> In the end, JC, I feel like you need to say something. Yeah, <laughs> you know, one of, one of the interesting things here too is uh, connecting the values of your employees to the values of your company at the end of the day and understanding people outside of just the paycheck. There, there's a lot of case studies out there and a key one is that of connecting values and behaviors, Employees could better support a company's efforts if they identified what's important to them personally and saw similarities between themselves and the company's values. So it's really important to, you know, maybe put employee satisfaction first and and focus on empathy and authenticity uh, in your style of leadership. And then you could hone in on connecting with others, relating those values, and ultimately getting involved with the work at the end of the day. But it's it's those people connections. And it's it's kind of crazy when we think about it. Soft skills as as that's a term that I I don't like so much, but they call them <laughs> soft skills going back however many years. Well, these are these are core traits nowadays, especially mm-hmm. in the realm of leadership. Just a few thoughts for you. Yeah, no, absolutely. Thanks for bringing that up. Go ahead, Michelle. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, and there's the old adage that people don't quit their job, they quit their manager. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
And I think that still holds true that if you, if you have, if you choose to side as an organization, you choose to side with a manager over the employees, eventually you're, you know, all the lower level employees are going to quit. And you're like, well, that's turnover. That's normal. I'll just deal with that. When really you should be looking at the manager that's causing that. And that's part of your values. You're telling your employees that you value this toxic manager over your employees. And if that's part of what you want to do, then you need to realize that's, that's the culture. That's the value. That's the purpose that you're showing in the organization, whether that's what's on your wall and that's the words right. you put down on paper or not. And I so, was, yeah, yeah, that's, that's definitely having to, to, you know, walk the talk of how are you going to, as an organization and an HR manager, how are you going to handle those toxic managers and those negative situations when it comes to, you know, really the, the day-to-day and, and what kind of impact that's having on the, the the organization in that department. I know exactly how you do it. You hire an HR consultant and you bring them in <laughs> so they can fire everybody, right? No, 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 no. That's not the job of an HR consultant. <laughs> what am I talking about? That's what you should be doing as a leader. If you do need yeah. to let people go, it does take backbone and people's skills to step up to the plate to change the culture of the organization. And that's something really, really hard. If you are going to bring in a consultant to help you along, it's that moving the needle from A to B, ladies and gentlemen. And that's what professionals like these two could help you do. Soft sell there. Back over to you. (laughs) All right, folks, we're going to wrap up this session and we'll be right back to talk a little bit more about something that Michelle already kind of put her toe into there. And that's about generations and how we can connect the, you know, the employee experience to business outcomes, uh, knowing about generational needs and motivations. We'll be right back. Thank you for joining the HR Empowerment Podcast brought to you by Aurora Training Advantage. We hope you've gained new insight and strategies to navigate the HR profession. We look forward to you joining us again on the HR Empowerment Podcast.